Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? Hello, Brisbane. Minister for Sport says Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate-range missile over Brisbane's new bike hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Nashville? Like, at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Hello, and welcome to Unpacking Brisbane. And if you were Paul Kelly writing an episode, writing a song, in fact, about today's episode, what would it be called, Henry? Before too long. <laughs> there nice. we go. For those playing along at home, our recording crashed earlier, and I just delivered Henry a different to Wong joke to open the show. That was your that was your backup. Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. not as strong as. But the audience will never know I'll what never my know. original brilliant joke was to kick off this episode. Before too long. Yeah, oh. poor blokes. Yeah. But we're doing to Wong today, Henry. We're back to usual programming at suburbs again. Yeah, back to suburbs. Uh, thanks for all the. Uh, positive feedback that we got regarding our uh, first ever long form interview with Drew uh, that we released earlier in the week. People, mate, the word I'm getting is gripping. Yeah, I'm hearing that. I'm hearing interesting. I'm hearing intriguing. Which we don't usually get for our normal episodes. No, no. It's an episode that's, it's a word that's probably never going to be used for a uh, comedy podcast about suburbs. No, I usually get really from my mum. I I get I get oh you shouldn't stuff. talk about Adrian Trina's kids like that <laughs> which has been like my parents huge issue with uh, the show as it's been so far but well, they no, are dear friends you know they are you know your what? mum and Wolfgang are <laughs> regular. and Petravia and mm. Octavian Wolfgang you good little dogs. kids though but uh, for anyone kids. who hasn't listened uh, you know. Yeah. Dial it in. Yeah, yeah, it's, get uh, into it's the... It's different, it's exciting. Very, very uh, interesting stuff. Getting a bit of buzz around the Drew interview. But yeah, back to back to suburbs now. Um, but before we get into Tawong, a couple of housekeeping things. Uh, Unpakistani of the Week, we had our second one, uh, which was Good Jeans. Yeah. Now, the title, it's a play on word. Because it's spelt like jeans, like genetic mm. sex men first class, you know, mm. Charles Xavier's famous. It's a very sexy mutation line. Yeah. yeah. I, think that, I think that is what the good jeans, I think, I think that's what uh, she was going for. But yeah. it, it also stands for jeans. Jeans. Like, once you wear on your legs. Once you wear on your legs. The ones that Paul Brett's modelled so beautifully. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll say this, like uh, the... The woman behind Good Jeans, Gabby, is a uh, so she and very talented. She's painting. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's not like stitching onto the denim. She's actually painting they onto overalls and jeans. And they are cool beyond belief. Yeah. And no one is doing anything like it. No. And so and she, upon getting into the game, needed some models. So my sister did a bit, and uh, she made my dad a pair yeah. of jeans. His his gardening jeans that he likes to wear out in the garden. She decorated them with some of his favourite things. Like there's a little skiing man, oh, and there's nice. a there's a cow. Oh, yeah. Um, now, now, Pete, uh, Henry, those are... Did you just call me Pete? Your no, you're dad. not my dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, now, Paul... How many times do we have to cover this, mate? I'm not your dad. Now, Paul, while I've got you here... Now, so your your dad's calves in those jeans. Oh, yeah. Now, he's a cyclist, right? He is, yeah. yeah. You can tell. Yeah. If anyone wants to go on Instagram, Is that because there was tell. a small bike painted on the jeans? Yes, he yeah. clearly uh, <laughs> Famously a man who cycled along the Commonwealth... Mm. Games track, yeah, he did. in a pair of jeans. He did do that. A pair of good jeans, jeans. Uh, so yeah, very, uh, very exciting. So get into that. Go give good jeans a follow, and yeah, keep them coming. If you want to be the next un-Pakistani of the week, yeah, we've had a band, we've had a jeans company. What could it be next? What the heck could be next? A beat poet, maybe? yeah, art, paintings, art. paintings, bit of that, watercolors. Yeah, you know, what a bitumen. Yeah, landscaping, landscaping. Yeah, yeah, bitumen. 
Bitchman. Bitchy men. Fuck, yeah. I <laughs> watched RuPaul's Drag Race last night. Oh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> there he how's is. that? <laughs> <laughs> well, talking of how's that and yeah. talking of cricket. Now, this is something we want to follow up. This was a almost set as an aside on an earlier podcast, the Wool and Gabber episode about a uh, certain cricketer, Brett Lee. Yeah, it was, it was a throwaway reference to a joke Henry and I sometimes make and just like something that people here whispered around Brisbane from time to time. Uh, that uh, Brett Lee and Kevin Spacey had a sexual encounter uh, many years ago now. Uh, I gotta say, like, great pull for Brett. Oh, I mean, like, it, very Kevin's always, I mean, not now. No, no, Kevin no, now is not, not what we know now. But yeah, no, if we were in, he's not a catch. No, he's no. a catch and kill. Great book. Yeah, I'm starting him next week. Ronan Farrow. <laughs> Ronan's like, us. guys, I just didn't need this. <laughs> I didn't need your help, boys. <laughs> yeah, so it's we we said it as an aside about this old rumor that Brett Lee and Kevin Spacey had uh, had sat up together for the night. Now, um, this is an eliciting of lots and lots of people reaching out and saying, I heard about this too. Here's the story I heard. So we'd like to formally recommence our investigation of uh, the Spacey Lee files. So, the Spacey Lee files. Now, Henry, consistently we got, uh, what we got on Instagram was yeah. people saying that it happened after a Sydney Sixers Big Bash game against the Heat. This came out of ours, Ollie, who said, mm. guys, I didn't hear that it was at Richard Branson's mansion. I heard that it was at, yeah, on... And after a Sydney Sixers. And I think someone else linked it to cricket. So we, we, we started looking. Now, we heard it was on Branson's yacht in Sydney. It was witnessed by Moises Enriquez, one of Brett Lee's teammates. Yeah. Uh, and Whispers put it towards the, the end of Lee's playing cricket. So we had to find a couple of things. We had to put Spacey in Sydney yeah. after a BBL game. Yeah. We had to put Branson and his yacht in Sydney around that time. Because we, we still think the... the at least the sources I've heard it from, and this is consistent, is that Branson was definitely involved. Yeah, Branson's a part of this. Which, to the addition, the new story we've heard about Moises Enrique and the, mm. in the it being after a cricket game, that wasn't part of it. We're like, where does Branson and, fit And like this? part of like why this story is so entertaining is, at its heart, these are two people who have no right knowing each other. Absolutely no all. reason. I was saying to Henry, think of the be like Moises and Brett Lee and Kevin Spacey and Branson. Like it's it'd a be like Elise, celebrity heads. Elise Perry. Paul Giamatti mm. and Elon Musk. Mm. Like, it's just insane that these characters know each other. Yeah. So, Henry. Yeah. Richard III. Beautiful little Shakespeare play. But oh, yeah. Now, Not King Lear. No. Which he wrote in isolation. No, no yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, but what have you made done? a sailor. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, does it have a starter, does it? How about a finisher? Didn't Paying see, for it. Didn't see Shakespeare making banana bread. Did Shakespeare you? in love. More like uh, Shakespeare in uh, quarantine. We try hard on this show. Yeah. Um, but, so Richard III, uh, Kevin Spacey, very famously played the titular role. Spamlet, we now, could have said, like getting spammed on his email. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like... Twelfth Night. Oh. By Twelfth Night without going to the pub. I'm or like, um, like, Gnomeo and Juliet. How crazy would that be if it was about garden gnomes? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Bro, I should write that script. That's unreal. So Richard III. Yeah. Sydney. 2011. Yeah. Kevin Spacey doesn't come much to Australia. I looked into it. No. But he was in Sydney playing the role of Richard III at Sydney's Lyric Theatre. And shout out to our friend Letsy who yeah, yeah. who um, who said, hey, I, I can put I Kevin mean, he in sort Sydney. of led us astray because he said it was in June and that, like, messed up the timeline badly. Ah, yeah. But then he later clarified it was in December. So, Henry. Okay. Kevin Which Spacey. is the, the peak of the Big Bash cricket season. season. So we thought, well, here we go. We can confirm Kevin Spacey played the role of Richard III from December 10th, sorry, December 1st to December 11th yep. in 2011. So I looked at the Big Bash history. Yeah. Sydney Sixers mm. playing the Brisbane Heat at the SCG on the 16th of December. Wow. 
Four days. So four days. After closing night. And Kevin would have been hanging around. He would but why around. would he hang around? There must have been some sort of event, maybe some sort of event run by a billionaire and keep him in town. And maybe an event run by a billionaire that also had, weirdly, Hugh Sheridan involved. Hugh Sheridan. That's where Hugh Sheridan of <laughs> Pact of the Rafters fame enters this story. Interesting. As a matter of public record, so, why was Branson there? Well, on the 7th of December 2011, Virgin Australia rebranded. They went from Virgin Blue to Virgin Australia. It was the biggest rebranding in the history of the company, and it happens in the middle of Spacey's run as Richard III. So you're thinking, a company like Virgin, a rebrand, pretty big deal. That's a very big deal. We need to do some sort of party, some sort of celebration. Maybe some does, sort of launch. How does a yacht sound to you? <laughs> and then, as we but, know... Joe, this is ridiculous. Richard Branson surely doesn't have any evidence that he no. really likes cricket. Unless... Would... Henry, a certain photo I found Joe. on Richard Branson's Facebook from 2012 of him eagerly playing cricket with the Virgin Star. So, so Richard Branson mm. is a lifelong cricket He's fan. He's a fucking cricket fanatic. He's a nut. So we've gone back and we've gone through Richard Branson's... He talks about cricket all the time. He's hosting a rebrand of Virgin Company. You know who he's inviting? With his fame? Cricketers. Which cricketers are in town? You better believe the Heat versus the Sixers, meaning that Brett Lee and Moises Henriquez very, very likely to be invited onto the yacht. Now, Kevin Spacey, he's still in town from Richard III. And he's just generally famous. Of course he's getting an invite onto and, Richard Branson's And Richard Branson's Branson probably said something cheeky like, now, I might be Richard Branson, but you're Richard III. Two Richards, Kevin, come along. And Kevin, you know, swallowed the embarrassment of that shit pun and showed up on this yacht. Now, you might think, oh, this is all a bit far-fetched. We have a photograph. There's a photo. There is a photo of Brett Lee and Kevin Spacey together who, I believe, did they have dinner together? They had dinner with Hugh Sheridan and by all accounts, paparazzi said they really hit it off. Mm. So we can put them together with great chemistry and you know what? Play on. So Joe, two blokes finding love in Sydney on Richard Branson's yacht. In my mind, there were fireworks over the harbour. And our mate, yeah, 100%. Now, our mate Ollie said that it was definitely after the cricket game. Yeah. Okay, so they've played the game. Brett Lee, by all reports, had a great Three game. Three wickets. Three wickets. He had a great night. And here's one for you. Mm. Friday night. It was a Friday night game at the SCG in Sydney. Three wickets. Friday night. He's looking to celebrate. He'll let loose. Oh, who's this? The bloke from Usual Suspects. <laughs> Kaiser Sose, minus the limp. Kaiser Sose. I don't mind this. Well, there might have been a limp after, mate. (laughs) So he's... So he... This is incredible. So you're saying, not only have we done enough research to say that we think this happened, we are going to say, and we'll put this on the public record... Confidently. 16th of December, 2011. That's the date. That is the date that this happened. Moises Enriques, if you want to call in, my, my phone is always open. Yeah. It's your Merv Cricket. Today's episode of Unpacking Brisbane is brought to you by McNamee Group, our first official sponsor, it might be said. Who very kindly provided us with some of the finest T-bone steaks we've ever had. Henry burnt himself cooking them, but the juicy taste well overcame that. The fact that I have severely burnt my hand with the oil uh, does not at all dampen the taste of this T-bone. Mate, that's the best steak I've had in living memory. Comfortably the best steak I've had in a long, long time, mate. Tell you what, if it's a good pack... Of meat. It's gotta be Mac. Oh, good. There you go. Yeah. How about this? How about Mac the meat? 
Oh, that's much better. Yeah, but um, absolutely awesome. So thank you to Jimmy McNamee and, of course, Lisa, Zoe, Toby, and Eliza. Good Queenslanders. Good um, Brisbane folk. And, uh, yeah, so McNamee Group sponsoring Unpacking Brisbane. It's the best grain-fed beef in Australia. By country mile. Yeah, absolutely awesome. They also gave us a nice shirt and uh, some beers and the steaks as well. They so. really get us giving us shirts, beers, and steaks. Yeah, they absolutely get Well up our alley. And they said themselves to us, uh, their favourite segment is Does It Fuck? And I can tell you the McNamee group fucks. Wikipedia, wig, It's that time of the week, Henry. It's time we access Wikipedia and we wig the fuck out. We wig out hard. Oh, what, 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 wigging? Are you trying to re-record the theme there? Because that's locked in stone. I don't care if you give me a wiga, wiga, Wikipedia wig out. We're not changing it. Okay. Don't try again. I don't know what you've brought hostility into the room from yeah. day from yeah. day one. Yeah. Well, get ready for some more hostility as I ask you that question you dread every week oh, yet no. handle with such grace oh. and gorgeous aplomb. Henry, yeah. the population and everyone play along at home with this because we don't answer so quickly that you don't have time. Henry, the population of Tawong. And I, I've got a hint if you need it. I will take the hint. It's a lot bigger than I thought it was. But keep in mind that I'm really bad at guessing this stuff, yeah. so my hints like that aren't that It's useful. not really a hint, is it? It's like, no. <laughs> I didn't... I don't know. I didn't know. Lucky I... I'm, I'm going to go big here. Yeah. Is it, is it like 14,000? Okay, no, that's that's like... Way too big. Way too big. Oh, okay. 9,000. That's pretty close. It's 10,000. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, 9, fuck. I've blown yeah. my streak. I was going to say, up until now, you hadn't missed it by more than like a couple of hundred. I was going really well. But tell you what, 10,830 people is a hell of a lot in an area. It's two square miles. And yeah, we're yeah. doing miles now because it's the first thing I saw on Wikipedia. <laughs> but it's not, um, in terms of area, a huge suburb. Because mm. you want huge. You look at Barton. You look at Indrapilly. You're yeah. looking at maybe St. Lucia. Yeah. Tawong is sort of in the middle of it all. It's quite packed in. It's very packed in. Not unlike the share houses littered throughout. No, or the weird student apartments where you have to pay $300 for your soul. Oh, dude. And those one en suite between like 12 people. The student apartments where you drive past at like 2am and oh. it, it looks like a scene from, you know, in Wally, the Pixar film, the yeah. spaceship, and there's like people on bikes and playing ping pong yeah. and stuff. That's what those weird, like, it's like, and they're always called like life or something. I'm like, oh, try to get one. Yeah. <laughs> this place sucks. Mate, I can't imagine coming to beautiful Brisbane, like from overseas or, you know, interstate being like, all right. This great city, time to experience the best of it with, okay, a foosball table that's five k's away from the city. That's all LED. Why'd I do this? <laughs> no, no, no thanks. Uh, no anyway, thanks. Let's talk about. It. So, uh, firstly, the uh, first thing that stood out to me on the Wikipedia Wikipedia page was there's a kind of caveat at the beginning that says not to be confused with Tuong Victoria. Yeah. We're dealing with another. There's a southern oh. version of Tawong. Which is vaguely reminiscent of my Ascot failure with Perth. Yeah. But I wasn't warned then. That was just me genuinely cocking something up. No, it's good that this it's good that this Wikipedia yeah, page for the warning. Gives us a little warning. Tawong Victoria. Yeah. I love is... how Wikipedia phrases it that way of like <sighs> Okay, happen again. Not to be confused. Many times we're going to have to say this. This is Tawong Victoria. I don't think anyone's ever used the word disambulation except in like Wikipedia. Yeah, no, me neither. No one says it casually at a party. Bit of Victoria Tawong. I bet it's uh, less less beer froth, more more latte froth. Yeah, more like freaking oat milk. Uh, Where's my Where's my vegan steak? Yeah, the only the only beers they have on tap are coffee beers. Excuse me, is this regatta? Wind powered. Oh, is this re organic? Mm. Where, mm, where Tawong Victoria? 
bloody cuck. Bloody long. fucking cucktory, I tell you what. Queenslander, mate. Second lowest rate of COVID infections controlled for population of states in Australia. Yeah, how you like me now, Daniel Andrews? How you like me now? Oh. Uh, no, good place though. No, good. Oh, great, great little bloke. Oh fuck, I like. I quite liked that wall, but now I'm glad that it's a mural. Mm, yeah, oh. I really like that artist Hozier. I'm glad a bunch of Banksy lookalikes <laughs> ruined him for me. Have you been to Hozier Lane lately? They did one of Lizzo snapping back at John Howard. Oh, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Mm, I ate a biscuit made of a mattress from Brunswick. It was great. Was it good? No, it actually, was good. Probably well seasoned. Now, the cinnamon. The remainder of the suburb is predominantly residential with a mix of medium-density dwellings and what? detached houses. Could have, could have told you that for free, mate. Yeah, could have you're, told you're looking on this Wikipedia page. I would have had you done. It's quite creative writing, isn't it? Dense, density, Medium-density mm. dwellings and detached houses. Detached houses. They're just like, mm. yeah, I just don't like family Christmas anymore, man. None of them get me. I've been doing I'm a DJ. space. You know? <laughs> trying to get just, into headspace. I've been feeling pretty detached. And it's like, yeah, we all have, mate. We're in a quarantine. And he's like, nah, but I have. I uh, need to go with 10 of my mates. It's like, I don't know. Some days I wake up, I don't know where my roof's at. <laughs> I'm all messed up in the roof. Oh, I'm just this detached house, man. I mean... I keep falling apart, but obviously the structural design of Queenslanders is way too brilliant to fall apart, so it's just a feeling. It's like, there's like a little cottage nearby. I'm like, <laughs> oh, he'll text me on the weekend. He'll text me on the weekend, and then I just want to get an ice cream on a Monday, and suddenly it's, hey, I'm not looking for anything serious. It's like, man, it wasn't I'm sort serious. Of trying to, freaking cookies and cream. Sort of trying to focus on my fence and my lawn right now. <laughs> so he's, such, he's detached. He's just detached. Anyway, uh, anyway, I liked that. Anyone wants to hear more from that, subscribe to our Patreon for a continued detached house bit. Several early settlers subdivided their blocks, including Richard Drew. Oh God, it's Drew week on the podcast, isn't it? <laughs> sorry, sorry, Pablo, you thought you were going to be the only one? Yeah. No, 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 Dick Lady- Drew's here. Welcome, Dick Drew, <laughs> father of Dick Buzzy. Dick Drew, which is basically <laughs> describing what I did in my notebooks for five years. <laughs> What's or this, Henry? Oh, Dick Drew. Dick Drew, or what people on Twitter call Drew when they don't like him. Dick what? Drew! Got a load of uh, Dick Drew over here. I don't like his tone. Who named Dick Drew, who named the subdivision the Village of Tawong? Drop the village of. <laughs> Just to Wong. <laughs> it's cleaner. <laughs> that was in 1862. They are. Oh, wow. abs- this is something. Mate, having just read not only the Wikipedia, but a few other articles, Tawong are fucking obsessed with the idea of, like, where the village of Tawong. Even in 1862, the village of Tawong. Oh, I mean, like, the Tawong shopping Tawong village. They're obsessed. Mate, I'm going to put this out there. I've never seen a suburb that is less of a village. Quite- if anything, it's a thoroughfare. It is. It is. You go through Tawong if you want to get to uni or if you want to get into, like, Indro or the back street or like Taringa or whatever. Mm. Tawong is purely transitionary. Yeah. You go to the re, you leave the re. You go to the regatta, you leave. You go to Tawong Station, you go to somewhere else. Even t- even Tawong, to even Tawong Village, I'm not hanging around like a Westfield. Oh, God, I'm no. reasonably spending yeah, you know, three or four feels hours. like home. I'll get know? some lunch. Tell you, like, off the top of my head, villages like Balimba, yep. New Farm. Yep. And I'm not talking class here. A village has to be somewhat geographically isolated. Yeah. There's only one, one way, way in, one way out. But Brookfield is often given, it has a village yeah. feel because you lead in. Yeah, I mean, unless you're coming from Ipswich. Tawong, there's about... 90 different ways in and 90 different ways out. You can mm. even go by the river. You can even go by the sky. I've seen people parachute into Tawong. Really? Yep. Like SAS agents who yeah, missed yeah, the yeah. mark by like a couple of... Like a guy trying to kill Bin Laden <laughs> and he just got blown so off course. He's like, well, I'm here. I might as well get some Guzman. Uh, he's like, get on the fucking... Gee, $8 furbies at the Warriors Club. That's <laughs> awesome. So yeah, um, so yeah, I think that's interesting that they hold themselves up as a village. That is very like, true, actually. Hey... You're not you're not a mediocre M Night Shyamalan movie from the mid two thousands, mate. <laughs> you're not the village. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Oh, I mean, I liked the movie, but each to their own. I do like the village of Tawong people, though. Yeah. <laughs> young man. It's a Wednesday night. I said, young, young man. man. The It's basics are four bucks. I, I said, said, young man. man. We are college kids. I said, young, young man. man. With the rudest <laughs> lids. I don't know. They got crazy haircuts. <laughs> who, uh, who knows? John knows how to rhyme. How many podcasts out there <laughs> rhyming? How many podcasts out there rhyming? Imagine, like... What if we did a whole rap podcast like Lin-Manuel Miranda? We should the Hamilton episode. I'm going to read you your Lin-Manuel Miranda rights. You have your right to remain rhyming. <laughs> you have the rhyme. Um, <laughs> you have the rhyme to remain. You have fabulous. the rhyme to remain. <laughs> Historical. Uh, Wong started developing with the arrival of the Ipswich Railway Line in 1875. Oh, yeah. Um, it was originally a suburb of detached villas uh, again, and Cover large that. yards owned by an elite upper middle class that worked in the city and socialised with each other. So this is very interesting. So as the access to the suburb, so uh, we might have gone a bit hard. Maybe it did have a more village feel, um, but then trains changed everything. So access to the suburb improved when the trains got better. Um, and then in 1861, the population doubled. Over seven years, from one two seven five to two two three zero, so like massive uh, explosion of the population. But beforehand, it was a little pocket of just elites. It was sort of like a, it was like Epstein's plane in there, mate. Yeah, I mean that's so true, Henry. Like I remember when I saw Hillary and Bill Clinton uh, in there at Wong Village. But it does have that sort of. I think you were saying that sort of good place feel. Like mm. it's it's very not precious, but it clearly used to have that probably a knock that people make on more of an ascot now or something. Mm. Whereas, you know, it's interesting that a place that... Also, can we just address that the Wikipedia page said where the elites socialised with each other? Mm. Unless, you, unless you explicitly tell me otherwise, every suburb socialises with each other, right? I don't know. I mean, it's hard to avoid. Like, is there... What's the least social suburb in your eyes? Oh, God. I, I guess one's where... I was about to say, like, a bourbon gary or something where people live far away from each other, but I, oh, I but think they would be more social. Cause they like, like as we learned about Brookfield. Big, big yards. I This is huge. Like, a Tenerife? Uh, I reckon... We don't really... I, I live in Tenerife and yeah. I really talk to my neighbours. Because, like, I mean, everyone us. goes for runs and walks outside even before COVID, but particularly for, like, in the Wall Store apartments or, like, in Newstead, probably don't have that camaraderie in the same way. No. Mm. Mm. Happens to the best of us. Yeah, well, I guess there is a place where elites don't socialise with each other. Yeah. yeah, so you know, but in Tawong apparently they did. They, they did. Socialized Once upon a time, they drank the blood of the mm. poor. Now, but, Henry, um, you, you had quite a interesting statistical find, didn't you, about the age? I did. Um, uh, yeah. Not the Melbourne newspaper because we've covered our hilarious Melbourne gear. Yeah, we've done that. But more about like human age years, even human age. Yes, we've all got one. But uh, it, the median age of the Tuong population was twenty-eight years. Uh, so that's nine years below the Australian median. So the most notable that's difference. So young. So young. So the most notable difference was that the group of people aged in their twenties. So in Tuong. This group made up 36.1% of the population compared to 13.8% nationally. Um, so that's largely... So, like three times the amount of 20-somethings. Yeah. It, God, it, the amount of emotional crises that suburb must oh go through. Gosh. Oh, my dad isn't proud of what I do. No, it's probably, you know... Prison. He probably isn't. Yeah. You live in Tawong. It's a thoroughfare. Oh, would he be, mate? <laughs> you keep going on about this place being a village and it's not. <laughs> um, so, yeah. You raised I a mean, liar. You raised a liar. <laughs> um, so this is the close... Because of the close proximity... Of the University of Queensland, yeah, uh, gee, so, I th- covered that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we, uh, like, this week we've. Don't worry, up. guys. We're not going to go too much into that. <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> have you heard about Drew? Um, 
So children under 15 years made up 10.8% of the population and people aged 65 years and over made up 8.3%. Essentially what I'm saying, just a young vibe that I think has uh, kind of persisted to this very day. I was going to say, so wait, are those older stats? Mm. Oh, I thought they were present day because that perfectly describes yeah, to me. I don't but know like I, I, didn't I can't. Uh, that is so funny. It's basically a suburb where it's like, no oldies, no kids. Let's fuck. <laughs> Not to step on a segment we'll do later in our show. Remember the Jimmy Neutron movie? Fondly. I used to I, I used to watch Jimmy Neutron before I was quite old enough. You know when you're young, you can't you quite... not old enough for Jimmy Neutron? No, no, but like, you know when so you... so yeah. g oh, oh, you ain't looking at that dumb truck ass on the teacher, mate. <laughs> G-rated, try again. But you know how when you're young and you can't quite separate yourself from fiction? Yeah. So, like, worst example, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. First time I watched it when I was younger and he gets thrown in prison. Prison, not Brisbane. I cried because I was like, I'm in prison. Because your now, name is Joseph. Because my name is Joseph. Now, Jimmy Neutron. I identify quite a bit with the Jimmy Neutron you ever character. You Jimmy? No, no. He was just like a like young him. child in the main character of a show, but I would have watched it when I was like three. So young children in, in shows. Yeah, but I didn't like, identify oh, with me. Carl for whatever reason. But the thrust of this is that mm. scene when they're on a planet with no parents. Yeah. No, it's, I was it's Earth, mate. Oh, is that Earth? Aliens abduct all oh, the parents. Oh, of course. And they're like having a campfire or something. Yeah, shit. mate. Well, for the first like act of the movie, Fuck, it's like great movie. no parents. and all the That's pretty cool. Incredible premise. And all the... Young kids are like, holy shit, so mate. It's, so you're telling me it's quite literally like Tawong? I think Tawong and... There's a lot... I think Tawong is kind of the spiritual setting of the Jimmy Neutron Well, there's, there's a lot of boy genius element with that proximity to UQ. There's yeah. probably some bright... Some fucking bright spark PhD students that live in Tawong. Yeah. You know, there's... I mean, the re is where you're going to see the most immature behaviour. Which is very Jimmy Neutron. Very Jimmy Neutron. He loves... I would loves- like to see more... Like the arc of Jimmy Neutron <laughs> continue into his college years. Surely they made adult Jimmy Neutron. Surely adult Jimmy Neutron like. If we look that up, it's just going to be porn. Yeah. Like someone, oh, I have looked it up made. and it is porn. Yeah. I'll tell you what, mate. Phew, best Wednesday night I've had for a while. <laughs> so, yeah. At the re. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. Well, so young there you place. Go. There you go. I don't now. think that, I mean, that's interesting because that's one of those stats that I don't think will surprise anyone. But to hear it codified so clearly that there's three times the amount of 20-somethings into Wong mm. anywhere else. Are there any other suburbs that you reckon, like, have that absurdly young energy? I'm going to exclude St. Lucia because it's, there's also actually a lot of families there. Like, it's Here's a pretty bougie you. suburb. South Bank, because the Martyr Mothers is there and all the babies being oh, so, And all so the year nines going to the cinemas. Yeah. So there's, like, young babies oh being, like... Wah, you know, and then, uh, and then there's then there's year nines at the cinema being like, whoa, being like, oh, whoa, I'm I really like this whole hormones thing. I'm really how good is, having a good time. How good's a rainbow smash, yeah. uh, front row smash. Yeah. Right? How good's Divergent? Hey. I really watched that whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. So uh, interesting. Now I I did want to jump. I did want to. Well, before we excuse me, Mister Ghost. I quickly before. I'm from the t- before we pop it, you could do your ghost bit soon. Before okay. we before we go to the cemetery, yes. Before we go to the dead center of town, very quickly because we mentioned <laughs> the expansion of the population. We have our uh, friend of the show, Will Kowalski, ah uh, uh, yes, resident of Tawong, long time. Um, sent in. He said, "You got to look at this tram thing." And yeah, it's tram week. 
on unpacking yeah, Brisbane. Everyone We've been hyping it for a while. They're getting all these messages. When's it going to be tram week? Tram week. Yeah, all these listeners being like, "Hey, great Drew, Drew interview. Really opened up my eyes." But when bloody when's tram bloody week? tram week? Yeah. It's tram week. This is a an interesting thing. So we said the population grew because. The trains came, but it wasn't just trains. No. That, uh, the access of which uh, to Tawong increased the population. Trams. Now, residents in Brisbane's inner west, they got a little worried about the trams and, and didn't like it um, because it was opening up. Now, a guy named... Now, isn't Joe- that just like a theme throughout history? Yeah. Like residents of any suburb being like, oh, building in my area, not in my backyard, There mate. seems to be a big anti like What, change? Oh, change? No, not in Queensland, mate. We had Joe B. Peterson. We despise change. Hate change. Uh, so this fella... Yeah, mate. So this guy, Joseph Stillman, Tawong resident who owned Edrum House, um, which is on Woodstock Road in Tawong. Uh, so, oh no, Joseph Stillman Badger was the name. He, so he came. Oh, to that's a million times more interesting. JSB. Uh, so he came to Brisbane from the United States in 1896 to electrify the city's trams. He was a man with one mission, they said. <laughs> they said, Stillman. And he goes, yes, I am. They went, oh no, sorry, your name. He goes, oh yeah, yeah. And then he came in and they said, Stillman. We're not, we don't, we need you to be a move man at the moment. They, and they all laughed because that was pretty good. Yeah. And they said, We're sending you to Brisbane. We need you to electrify the city's trams. You know what that sounds like? You know, when they're talking like footy commentary, like, oh, he really lights up the field or electrifies it. Yeah. In my mind, the trams had electricity, but he just rode on them and he was so passionate. He was like, God, how bloody good are trams? It's just unreal. And everyone's like, he electrified the whole place. All of a sudden, trams is all we could talk about. The guy just electrified the tram. It's He's like... just got this knack for the game. And they're like, and from this day forward, this will be known as Tram Week. It's Tram Week. <laughs> so... Which we pay tribute to on Unpacking Brisbane. Oh, tram Week, the week before Labor Day. Yes, every year. Every year. Now, <laughs> Tram Week, so basically what, what old mate's done. So he, uh, I'm just scrolling to the bit in the article where it is. So it effectively... The article, s- I think you mean Wikipedia, Henry. Well, no, well, I'm, I've actually jumped out of Wikipedia. Which oh, you've, is, uh, wait, have you done research for the first time? Well, ever? it was a footnote on Wikipedia. And oh, okay. No, that article. counts. That's still a wig out. But this is interesting. So, yeah, uh, owner of that. So Tuong had this big house, and then what Stillman seems to have done, uh, J.S. Badger himself, mm, he's badge. used the tram lines, um, and he's manipulated it so that it led to the last stop on the tram line, which was a house... That he lived in, so he's, a f- <laughs> so he's effectively gone. The property that still is so the property still holds the original tram shelter shed that uh, Stillman Badger used for his private tram car, which would bring him to his front door daily. He had tracks to bring trams right to the front of his home. Miss England told Six Twelve ABC <laughs> Brisbane Steve Austin. So that essentially, is. he's been brought in, and they're like, "Hey, mate, we just need you to re you know rejig the trams and stuff." He said, "Yeah, he's mate, like, absolutely." Yeah. Uh, last stop. Ooh, I think my house would be good. And he's just made himself a little tram line. It's like how we're like building the, the metro in Brisbane now. Mm. And Graham Quirk or whatever's like, I think last stop, just um just this this little house in uh, Highgate Hill. And they're yeah. like, Oh, why that? And it's just like, oh, it just uh just looks good. <laughs> this is where it needs to be. Uh, JSP, is there any reason you want it to end at Badgie. a pretty random spot on Woodstock Road? No, no, no. no. I, did, I did the research. Um, the, everyone wants it. Yeah, don't ask them because they're shop, embarrassed. The, uh, it's near the shops. Yeah, it's near um, it's near the Coles. Oh. it's it's near Rish to the Re, and they're like, yeah, but so are a lot of other stops. It's a tram line that goes through Tamong, and he's like, okay. Did you ask me here to electrify it or not? They're like, oh, okay, no, no, okay. No, 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 Mr. Electricity over here, no, no. friggin' David Bowie and the Prestige, Mr. Fantastic over here. That. Um, yeah, dude. So yeah, but now I just thought that was interesting. Built no, it a tram line, but Woo. oh, what's Woo. that? Oh, it's this cold sensation. It's the ghost of the characters we used to do on this show <laughs> that we were bullied out of. But no, Henry, no. the Tawong Cemetery, a yes. centerpiece point of Tawong, not least because 
if you're coming from Tawong, you have to go on that fucked roundabout that stresses me out so much. I've never felt like I knew what I was doing on that no. roundabout. No, dude, you pass your L's, like you get your P's and you're like, cool, I loosely know how roundabouts work. You go there and it feels like there aren't rules. You just wait for a gap and hit it as hard as you can. Uh, yeah. It is terrifying. And I would say as well, it's it's unfortunate the placement of that very, very scary roundabout in Tawong <laughs> because upon getting your P's... The first place that usually you want to go to is Mount Cutha. Yeah. You want to go to the Mount Cutha lookout. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, you know, by so, yourself. But you can't get to that round. You can't no. get to that lookout without going through that roundabout. So quite literally, no matter where you're coming from, if you're coming from Ashgrove or Milton or Tawong. Well, yeah. Well, I got my so I got my license, and then I oh, celebrate, get the photo, da da da. Picked up my girlfriend who lived in Auckland at the time. I mean, sorry, she, um, she might still live in Auckland, but she yeah. was my girlfriend at the, the time. time. She was your girlfriend. She lived in Auckland. Yeah. We'll clear that up for the lawyers. Um, and then, so we've driven. <laughs> the only defamatory thing was. <laughs> um, so that we've driven through this roundabout, and yeah, mate, I'm freaking out. We had to go around it like three times. I'm like, mate, I've had my license is... for like what half an hour. Were you on the inside lane? Because that, yeah. oh, that's fucking terrifying. It's hell. How do you change lanes in this terrifying circle? That's I just go- kept going Everyone's around. Everyone's going at like 80 kilometres per hour because like half the people there are trying to get on a freeway and blitz it about 110 to their home in Ipswich. And the other half trying to get to the corner store cafe. It's, yeah. it's out of control. In time for a bacon, lettuce, tomato and rocket sandwich. And it's rocket that's the real standout. Mm. You can never get a booking there, hey? No. Oh, Come I'm on. Sorry. I'm sorry. We're at, we just ran out of absolutely out. everything on the menu. Um, I'm so sorry. Like if you come water? back in maybe a couple of months, there'll be a seat. Yeah. Go to Cafe 63. Come on. We've unpacked it enough. <laughs> yeah, so... But yeah. So yeah, the cemetery's dude. there. Cemetery's there. That's where they're... Pretty convenient if you die in a car crash on the roundabout. you got to say. Dead centre of town, mate. Yeah, true. <laughs> they just talk you over. Oh, just like roll you over. Come on, mate. Get in. So although the so it's a although still used as a cemetery, it's a popular place for joggers and dog walkers, um, with its overhanging fig trees and winding pathways. Uh, the Friends of Tawong Cemetery okay, uh, conduct tours through yeah. the cemetery, as well as providing a series of self-guided themed walks. Now yes, we have a, guided ghost tours. We have a couple of friends who've mm. done some ghost tours, right? And they they rave. We're not sponsored by Tawong Ghost Tours by any stretch, but it is brilliant by all accounts. See, I'm a coward. Henry, I get mm. scared at the drop of a hat, but I also don't believe in ghosts, so I'm so interested to find out whether I'd get scared on a ghost tour. Do you believe in ghosts? No. Not at all? No, not at all. Where do we go? Heaven. We don't come back? No. You can leave heaven for a bit. Can you? Just but then you're down. an angel. Just have a look around. What? Huge you point. believe in angels, but not ghosts? Yeah. What? I've, I've listened to Robbie Williams, mate. <laughs> Listen to Angel. His original draft of that song was I'm loving ghosts instead. And through it all. They're like, Robbie, Robbie. <laughs> Robbie, have you Robbie, heard of Robbie, it's like that scene. Hey, in, Robbie. It's that scene in yesterday where Ed Sheeran's like, have you thought about Hey Dude instead of Hey Jude? They're like, hey, Robbie, thought about angels instead of ghosts. And he's like, yeah, that does make a lot more sense based on the lyrics. But well, Henry, yeah, are we, we... going to we gonna tell our beautiful audience at home how the cemetery came to be in Tawong. I'd love to. Because it is one of the funniest things in Brisbane history and it involves the bones that lie under Suncorp Stadium. And I'm not talking about New South Wales teams. Yeah. I'm talking about the fact that... So Brisbane rapidly expanded uh, in about the 1800s. Yes. And the Paddington Cemetery was once the main cemetery. Now, it slowly became a very prime inner residential area as it still is to this day. Ah. And in fact, the side of it was at, uh, part of it was on Suncorp Stadium. So you know that weird little church that has that plot of yeah. land next to Suncorp? <laughs> yeah. That is apparently the church through which the funerals were conducted. That, was the, main, that, that was the main graveyard. That was like the main graveyard. Now, it started sinking into the ground. 
because yeah. Brisbane gets a lot of rain, it gets a lot of floods, we're tropical. Uh, and at one point, I believe, so much water seeped in that the bodies buried at the top of Paddington Cemetery floated to the surface. Yeah, Can good. you imagine? Like, a thunderstorm and a flood in Brisbane's not great at the best of times, although we do get together as a community. <laughs> imagine walking down and you see, like, your aunt and uncle and, like, grandparents just... Yeah. Floating to the surface. And it was annoying that it was during Broncos vs. Storm. <laughs> Everyone was like, now the dramatic timing of this is obviously exceptional, but. And again, the Broncos, he's made a getaway and he's tripped on <laughs> his grandfather. Zany! <laughs> but no, they decided, let's put it in the most yuck, no one's going there, lower class suburb, which at the time, I assume, was the Tong Cemetery yeah. area. So it kind of, I mean, it, it speaks very much to how small the ambitions of the early council and residents had for the growth of Brisbane in that Tawong at the time seemed out of the way. Like, they were like, this is a disgrace. I'm not going to go here. <laughs> we cannot have bodies floating about in the middle of town. We need to move it to the sticks. We need to move it to somewhere so far out that no one could possibly visit. Tawong? <laughs> that was Tawong sound, I everyone. consider that, like, the centre of town. <laughs> oh, dead set, mate. If someone was like, I live at Tawong, I'm like, oh, you live in the city. Yeah, so they, um, they basically... <laughs> Tried, they were like, all right, well, fine, we won't put it out here, we're going to move it to Dewong. So, wasn't an easy transition, might I just say. No, I see, I see a funny thing about December 1870. Yeah, so they had trial sinkings. Um, but what, they just hold these bodies yeah, I don't know into they, the... Yeah, anyone the, the government just kept... The, the bodies just kept just popping kept back up. up. It was and like, not like the, in a game at the... It was like... Oh, like Whack-A-Mole. Whack-A-Mole. But it's Whacker Grandad. Yeah. Oh, he's back, shit. No, <laughs> shit. Oh, no. G'day, Grand. He's going to be kissing my girlfriend. I'm not dead. I'm not dead yet. Uh, yeah, so... Um, yeah. So if anyone is a grave digger or the more correct term, undertaker... Uh, and you have time during the pandemic, do let us know what a trial sinking is. Because yeah. I have just so many questions. But mate, people were pissed off. Yeah, they were like, the controversy was quelled, but then it came back up again because there was a parliamentary inquiry into this. They were like, there were public health issues, the steep and rocky terrain. Yeah, it's the, terrible for a graveyard. The distance and inconvenience for mourners and the cost. You know, this is weird. In year six, I went on an excursion to the Tuong Cemetery for English. What the f- what were they teaching in English? It, well, they were Spook. like no, feature articles. They were, oh, they were yeah. like, you got to write a feature article about Tawong Cemetery. And did you write it from the perspective of a ghost who was like, this steep and rocky terrain simply won't do? I, of course I did. <laughs> I was uh, McWilliams the Great. <laughs> or you were the real name of Queensland's second governor, Samuel Wensley Blackall. Samuel Wensley Blackall. S- SWB, that's cool. I'm pretty sure everyone's feature article about the Tawong Cemetery yeah. was like, Year six students visit the dead centre of town. And they're like, well, that's, that is an, funny. that's an original pun. Can, can we address this now? Because this joke has come up a few times. Ah. I consistently find that joke hilarious. Mm. And I equally find, oh, you know, the cemetery. Yeah, it's really popular. Oh, why? Oh, everyone's dying to get in. Yeah, it's good. I, I just think it's really funny. Actually, I'm pretty sure that I tried to take it in my first draft of my feature yeah. article to my year six teacher, Mr. Brown. I think I kind of went with bored to death. And I was just like, didn't like the excursion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, like, your take on the Queensland education system. I was like, here's one for you, Terrace. You heard of the fucking science centre? Mm. You heard of the museum? You heard of the museum? Anyway. You ever heard of one? Yeah. But no, they took him to a cemetery. But yeah, if look. Final huge p- fucking place. Huge place. Final PSA to our listeners. If you're ever at the Tuong Cemetery and it's raining, and you just see some bodies floating up from beneath the surface, mm. you're going to be fine. Remember when we shot something for review there and yeah. there was just still the tone of, is this disrespectful? Yeah, we had to it shot is- something for the Mount Cuther music video that we did there, and we're like link filming. on YouTube. Uh-huh. Yeah, and we're, yeah, look at that, and we're filming it, 
And yeah, they were clearly just, because it's a graveyard, it's people there like mourning. It is one of those like, things that like that scene in House of Cards, I think it also comes up in Fleabag, like the idea of jogging in a cemetery. Like, mm. Is that play on? I don't think it's play on it to Wong because it's like, where are you jogging to? It's not a thoroughfare. People like, just doing this laps, like go to yeah. an AFL field. Like fucking seriously. But like people do, yeah. You see people walking what, their dogs throughout. What it. is play on in a cemetery? Because we laughed and it felt. Yeah, rude. we were laughing. There were also like people weeping with flowers there, so maybe, maybe that's more. We the were benchmark. laughing at them. Yeah, we were like, "Why is your face making rain?" <laughs> They're like, "Why are you doing a robot impression, dog?" <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, before we move on, we're gonna meet a wig out. A couple of notable names. Yes, I wanted please. to touch on uh, the who were from Tawong. Bernard Fanning. Oh my God, yes. Grew up Who's that? He is the. <laughs> you don't know. The He's lead. Benny Woodrow's uncle. He is. Good mate of mine. Went Come to on the show. with him. Lead vocalist of Australian band Powderfinger. Not only lived in Tawong, born in Tawong. Born in Tawong. Like, he has a great song called Tawong Blue Skies, isn't it? Oh, does it? Yeah, we might play it under the... I think it was a Powderfinger B-side. We'll play it under the outro of the episode. Oh, great Because it's about the beautiful blue skies from his... But Powderfinger there, the first time they all moved out, because they were all UQ students, was into a big share house at Tawong. I have a book about Powderfinger, and they had like a studio under the house and everything. And dare I say, Henry, it's... Odd that we haven't talked about Powderfinger more on the yeah. show. Yeah, maybe a... intentional because I feel like when we started, we're like a brown snake for us. Yeah, gold, Milton Mangoes, Powderfinger. That's all stuff that's been so well covered. We don't need to dive into but it. Like in there's our something podcast. There's something in the music of the Powderfinger, just those like sweeping, expansive chords and just like a very laid back rock sense that is like you guys grew up in a place that was leafy, but it wasn't bush. Beautiful <laughs> afternoon, leafy but not bush. Yeah, that's too long for you. Yeah. Um. Any and, other any other notable? Yeah. Last thing on the Wikipedia. We couldn't move on without talking about Ziggy. No, this is like a pumpkin man. We would have been crucified like Craig McLaughlin if we hadn't talked about Absolutely. Ziggy. Absolutely. So, so many people know this guy. So, Ziggy the Bagman, who has his own Wikipedia page. Mm. So, he's a homeless guy who had been... He was a bit of a controversial issue for Brisbane. So, he slept on the streets of Tawong for many years. It was in a, it was in quite a prominent spot. Two main roads going on either side. Big is that in Tawong? Yeah. Oh, like near the Hungry Jacks. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah, with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're going to sort of that Taringa fork in the road yeah. where, yeah. So he's sleeping on big, big pile of garbage bags, um, and homeless guy now. Can't miss him. Well, the twist was that he wanted to be homeless. He wanted to stay there. Really? Which led to yeah. So oh, essentially, what? so Ziggy, um, he chooses to be homeless. Well, he chose to be homeless in the inner Brisbane suburb of Tawong. He's still alive. He just lives somewhere else now. Now. Um, Ziggy objected to being labelled as homeless because um, he did not ask for food, money or clothing. He just enjoyed living in that area. Now, he, he gained media notoriety in 2004 and he became a bit of a controversial issue in two consecutive local elections. So, essentially... God, that is insane. And we've addressed how... Uh, local council is pretty yeah, small yeah. scale. So how this one homeless dude is a wedge point also speaks pretty well to like the lack of a major homeless issue in Brisbane in that yeah. this one dude was a wedge issue. In Sydney, there's like a homeless guy in every street. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. We know his name. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, he, so he ended the public view in the year 2000. Uh, so the Lord Mayor at the time was basically that there were complaints of several Tawong businesses. They wanted him to be oh, removed. Shut the fuck up. Well, they wanted to get rid of him because he was, they said he was bad for business. And oh, that his low levels of hygiene attracted rats. That is so inhuman. Also, he wasn't I'm bringing sorry. rats into the business. He's he not wasn't the like. He wasn't like. Hello, hungry Jack. You're hungry for some fucking rats. Here you go, mate. I'll feed <laughs> yeah, he you. wasn't like riding the rats through yeah. the town, be like, also, with me now, <laughs> with me, <laughs> with me. Hold, hold. 
That's me! <laughs> Mate, if Ziggy was rat riding boys. rats through town, he would have been elected mayor in a heartbeat. I'd have voted for him. The rats were like, Ziggy, master, we've scouted <laughs> out to Tuong Village. Grilled is still overpriced. One of the rats like, is like... Thank you, rats. <laughs> One of the rats is like, Ziggy Stardust. And he's like, I thought I told you about nicknames. <laughs> that shit sucks. Stop calling me Bowie. <laughs> I'm sick of it. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't... Oh. He was just... They were just... Maybe there was Also, dare around. I say... These businesses can I... fuck off. Leave Ziggy alone. Leave Ziggy and the Rat Boys alone. Like, in general, leave homeless people alone. I'm Do sick of hostile architecture. Ziggy and the Rat Boys? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. It still will have the Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. Yeah, but Bowie... Although Ziggy... Here's one for Ziggy you, Bagman and the Rats from Brisbane would be like oh. a cool Brisbane-themed Bowie cover band. Ziggy... Live ideas. Ziggy played the rats. <laughs> yeah, so... um. Didn't Spencer Housen have just a well, colossal radio fail? This is my favourite bit. So, effectively, the, the community, rightly so, rallied to Ziggy's side and said, leave him and everyone else alone. Um, so they demanded his removal from Tawong, and then uh, they were like, yeah, it's not going to happen. But then in 2004, it came up again, and Spencer Housen, ABC radio journalist, usually incredible journalist. Very talented I'm quite man. a big fan of uh, Spencer as a broadcaster. But boy, did he fuck this one up. So <laughs> comes back from his first show of the Christmas break with a new segment called Operation Ziggy. So it was an effort by Spencer to find him a home. That's a shit name. Now, basically... Operation Ziggy has collapsed within one day because he's coming along going, okay, and welcome to 612 Radio Brisbane. Thank you so much to our listeners out there, the ones who are alive, that is. Uh, get yourself a cup of tea and listen to Operation Ziggy. Now, we are going to find Ziggy at home. What's that? He doesn't want one. Well, shit. And that was essentially the segment. It's collapsed because Ziggy was like, oh, I don't want a home. <laughs> uh, and, and he was like, oh, well, we've kind of, we've already produced an opener for this it's, whole it's bit. Like, it's Operation Ziggy. It's like this if ABC we did, Radio. It's like if we did Wikipedia Wig Out. And Wikipedia somehow crashed the first day we tried to do this podcast. Yeah. Like, we've covered this. <laughs> now, Henry, I, I think Operation Ziggy, last thing I'll say, last thing from me, Operation Ziggy's a bad name. Mm. Thinking of better ones, here's one for you. Links into the area. Zig and Whistle. Oh, good. I think that I think that would have been more engaging. That might have had more success. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, I mean, it fell over because he didn't want a home. Yeah. Kermit and Miss Ziggy. Well, I get good. Well, I yeah. guess if I was to come with like a counter, I'd be like Ziggy Azalea. Oh, but good. then it'd be like not fancy. Because oh, he doesn't want to be fancy. Let no. him be himself. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. Now, Henry, we haven't addressed this part of it before, but uh, in Tawong Village, not the village of Tawong, not the suburb, there is a shopping centre called Tawong Village. What suburb? And I'll say that... Say it! The fucking gall... Say it loud. ...to be like, we need a skyscraper. Oh, my fucking God. No other... Suburb outside the city. No, no. Now, West End, Stefan was like, okay, we're going to have a needle. I'm fine with a needle. Oh, I oh, don't Joe, mind a needle. I'll give you... I want to see plenty of needles. <laughs> Call me the set of train spotting. There's the good stuff out of the way. Now, now I want to see needles. Needles are great. I want to see nine-inch ones. Call me a heroin exchange clinic. Yeah. <laughs> nine-inch nine needles. Nine-inch needles. I mean, their song Hurt is about heroin addiction. That's like, you're so close there, Henry. But here's what I don't want to see in suburbs. Plenty of needles. I don't want to see skyscrapers. I want to see skyscrapers. Because you know who owns the sky? The city and planes. So true. Planes. It is not man's... You know how they talk about man's reach exceeding his grasp? You can see that in Tawong Village. We reach for the stars. Oh. And it's not like it's not like they're able to sell it about, like, we're the only outer suburbs skyscraper in the southern hemisphere. No. Oh, no, you can't go up... To, there's no lookout. There's no, no observation. I, I don't even know what businesses are actually up there. I had a job interview and, like... A there's a dentist in there. I had a job interview on, like, level five of it for, like, some very weird property law place. Uh, the windows... Tinted. 
couldn't even get the view. Why couldn't even is take the... advantage of the fact it's on five stories high? And I'll say this to you, Joe Dwyer. Why is the building blue? Oh my god, it's Is there a big just, bear in there? Can we just <laughs> Is there a fa- is there a big bear in there? Bear in the big blue building in the suburb? Or like, is there a bear in there? Or like little we know more people donated to Beyond Blue than ever thought possible and they're mm. like, okay, we buy a skyscraper, <laughs> make it all blue, never tell anyone why. And then we make it so shit that people get depressed when just they're there. Just by looking at it. And we extend our business model. <laughs> the Beyond idea, Blue. Beyond Blue is like for profit. They're, they're like, like, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we make a killing on the depressed and the anxious. The, the CEO so of worried. Beyond, where would I be without depression? I'd be nowhere. <laughs> is the CEO of Beyond Blue uh, like a former Premier of Victoria? No, it's the bear. Oh, yeah, that's it's right. the bear in the big yeah, Singing building. to the moon about like, yeah, man, I've just... Riddled with depression these days. Imagine like Blue's Clues came to Brisbane. Oh, just to use so another ABC Kids TV show. Yeah. And they're walking around, they'd be like, I don't know, Blue, are we going to... Holy fucking shit, look at that skyscraper! And they're like, what's it a clue to? Oh, a suburb that just fucked up. No, oh, okay. Why is it Seems there? inappropriate it's for kids. It's also like, I'm, I never... Also, know. it's not the main part of Tuong Village. That's oh. what kind of kills me. Like, if I'm going to Tuong Village, I'm going ground floor, baby. Coles, grilled, done. Mate, Next question. Here's what I'll Gloria say about- Johns. Gloria what? Gloria James. <laughs> I got excited about Gloria James. It's the first time anyone's ever said that sentence. <laughs> um, I will say this about... GGs. I will say this about Tuong Village as well. Yeah, you're just in there and you're like, what the fuck's going on here? Because, like, yeah, there's... The the bottom floor is, like, the bottle shop. It's, like, in the yeah, basement. Yeah, it's, like, kind and then, of parking. And, and then there's parking. Oh, drive through bottle are the biggest crock of shit. You see this in other suburbs, like Newmarket. They'll be like, it's a drive through bottle You have to park and get out of your car. That's not a drive through It's yeah. just downstairs. Whoa. Grow up. Tell them how it is. Oh, fucking shoot from the hip, Joey. Drew's inspired me here. Take no enemy. Drive through bottle shops are a lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, so, yeah. The basement But, but you know what I mean? Like, there's a grilled and a guzman and you're like, oh, it's a, a chill shopping centre. But then, like, in the fucking roof on, like, level four, there's a David Jones and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's just There's a Kmart in a weird spot. I also, like. And a, it's just. Check me on this. I feel sense. like there's a Coles on two different levels that aren't next to each other. Like, there's a Coles. Down, down, like one level below the ground. Like the price, and then I feel, yeah, man, they're down. They're like, we need our architectural design. No, to we actually match our prices. We've never talked about down. this on the show, Henry. Are you a Coles or a Woolies man? I'm Woolies. Yeah, we have spoken about this. That's fucking weird. Spoke about this in the Brisdemic thing, mate. Oh, really? I don't want to recover it, but you're wrong. But one thing I will give you is, I don't know a Woolies that is split over two levels that aren't next to each other. Mm. Like the Coles Express is on like level four. It's just, oh, it's nonsense. Yeah, Tuong Village is weird. It's also like two, like there's a lot of time where I'm at uni and it's like, oh, that's an hour for lunch. Just how uni works. Um, Quite literally. And, and I'm always like, when geez, we went there. I technically can go to Tuong Village and get grilled or Guzman because they're better than the options When on we campus, went there during review, yeah. that is the example I was thinking of. People, like, We should go okay, there more, but In we theory, don't. it's five minutes drive away from UQ. It has car parks. It shouldn't be hard. Swear to God, we got given an hour for lunch and we got our grilled maybe 50 minutes into that hour. It mm. just sucks up your time, your energy. Good for, free par- good for free parking. Good for free parking. If you want to go like to the re and only have a drink or two. Then I go, yeah, oh, these bit Sizzler that? there, which was good. No, that's true. At least the Sizzler gave it a bit I of character. I love Sizzler. Love Sizzler. But because I only ever went there when like, I was young enough that my parents paid, I didn't appreciate how expensive it is. Yeah. Like, to get a steak... The salad bar is like 17 bucks a get a steak and the salad bar is like $35. Like, you really have to eat like a fucking king to get your worth out of but Sizzler. Joe, yeah, the cheesy bread is free. No, but I hate cheese. But it's free. <laughs> I do and love free shit, so- though. And if you hate something and it's free, you're still going to... Well, I still take it because then I can burn it and take away stock from them. 
Oh yeah, kind of, like, kind of vindictive. And then there's a bit, there's a little less cheese in the world, which yeah. is your emma. You wake up, and they'll make up some more. Yeah. And you go, how can I? How can there be less cheese in the? If I go to bed, it doesn't require me yeah. to eat it. Joe's like, if I go to bed and there's a little less cheese in the world than there was when I woke up, it's been a good day. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Tuong Village. Uh, and no thanks. And who's it populated with, Henry? Mate, a lot of boaters, boaters, blazers, BBC, Green. Brisbane Boys College. You find that in Tuong. Here, weirdest fucking school ever. I there is a classic meme and a classic gag about every single other GPS school. As anyone who has listened to this podcast can probably attest to. Henry and I talk about terrace a lot, like our you know GPS background. BBC's so fucking weird. Like, what is it? Who is it? What's their identity? We need the hats. Now bear oh, with me the here. Boaters. We need them to be made of straw. What are you, the fucking scarecrow? Every fucking BBC kid looks sunburnt because the straw has latches that let <laughs> so much of the sun through. There's a reason we stopped making straw hats. It's not just because we look like 18th century slaveholders in Georgia. <laughs> it's because they don't let the sun through. Yeah, oh, but Give me yeah. a Cobra any day of the week. BBC, a college Cobra. BBC as well. I mean... This would come up a lot when you play them in rugby. It'd be like, yeah. all right, we're at BBC for a game, da-da-da, half-time. <laughs> and then they just walk onto the field. Bagpipes. Oh, like 14 on bagpipes as well. It's They've not one been... dude with bagpipes. I was like, here's, mate, our fucking mascot, a gorilla. Nudgies, a polar bear. What's yours? The country of Scotland. <laughs> yeah. They've just... They've just Adopted Scotland. Like I don't sc- think there's any Scottish heritage. They're not to Scottish do Anglicans. No. They're like Presbyterians. It's and like the- originates from Germany. It's my- Martin Luther. Mate, my dad was really big on this. He was always like, "It's very weird how BBC have decided that they just are Scotland." And I'd be like sitting on the sideline, being like, "Yeah, right. Fuck off, Braveheart. Yeah, they may take our freedom, but they'll never take our boaters." <laughs> I also love for anyone who like hasn't been to a BBC game, which assumes like a lot of our audience base, like. Most schools have a shortened name like Terrace, Churchy, Grammar. They always used to yell the shockingly cringe-inducing college, college, which is just redi- like State High doesn't yell school. <laughs> like it just makes no sense that they yell college, college. because you know why? There was nothing funny. unique about Brisbane boys. Any high school in Brisbane could have been described accurately as a Brisbane boys college. Mm, true. Yeah, you you're not a you're a common noun, not a mm. proper one, and stop pretending you're not. It's ridiculous. I want to let a horse through that school one day and just eat all their hats. <laughs> eat all their fucking There's stupid There's a horse hats. in the BBC <laughs> campus. John Mulaney's lesser known first attempt at that bit. Mate, I don't know if this rumour uh, got its way down to your level. Yeah. You mean my, like, age? Mm. The, the BBC... Oh, yeah. Yeah. It did. This is a Brisbane story. Did, in, when you got this story, was it BBC? It was BBC. Yeah, I've never heard an Churchy, Churchy had um, RSPCA and... Yeah. Yeah, BBC this, had this. This story is one that has happened in many places, but Sulky Sayo. Yeah. It's apparently a British private school tradition. And Stephen ha- Fry writes about it, gets passed down. Maybe ask your friends about it. I don't think on this podcast I, I want to go into the detail of what Soggy Sayo is. Same. Because if You'll you, know. Yeah, it's a little bit like if you don't know it by now, I'm not saying you will get offended, but like we don't need to explain it to you. But BBC for was always Mr. The Weasley. Why would I go looking for a story that's going to offend me? Mr. Weasley, why would I go looking for a sale that's going to... Listen, be it did, yeah, <laughs> just, just look it up, but essentially... But yes, it was BB- always BBC. Yeah, BBC was, it was associated like with, with that. that yeah, Nudgy had sport, grammatic economics, BBC had... Man, these sales getting real soggy. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, could be a Scots thing, we don't know. But I tell you what, yeah, BBC maybe it's a boys, Scottish tradition. They graduate from their school, from their Scots, from their sales, and uh, they go to effectively one or two places. 
Henry. The, the nightlife. The nightlife. The re and the regatta. Yeah. Now, these are obviously both monumental things for us to dress address in the story of Unpacking Brisbane. Particularly in recent years, the regatta has become a much bigger thing for my year than it ever was for you. Well, like, I wanted, from I, second year, the regatta was such a scene. Well, I wanted to talk to you about this because it's very interesting. When I... So my dad talks about the regatta all the time because mm. it was kind of like the hot spot to go at the boat shed. Yeah. When he was at... It's pretty loose as well. Hey, it was the first pub to serve women. Hey, well, shout out. Keep it up. I love chicks who get around a beer. Yeah, awesome. So, <laughs> but I, w- I would say that like the... He said that the regatta boat shed back then had the vibe of what the re is currently. So grungy, oh. dirty, uni students, cheap as chips sort of thing. Like kind of dangerous, rough around the edges. And even towards the end of that, I remember going to the regatta as a young kid with like for lunches and stuff with the family. And it still had a pretty loose energy in terms of like they had... It, and it, as far the as boat I know, it wasn't there. It didn't have the full refurbishment. No, right? it didn't. And as That's far as I remember, as, as far as I'm told, the urinal in the men's bathroom had a kind of police interview style double mirror so when you're pe- the urinal was made of glass oh so when you're pissing onto it you can see out into the restaurant so it did look like oh that's such a wig out that's you so weird, funny but they can't see in so I remember sitting there being like oh my god this and dad's like no everyone's seen my willy out and you're weeing but they can't see it and okay that's cool so it didn't it didn't make it into the why does every Brisbane pub not do that that's the most entertaining thing ever it's very funny but the, the it's a classic mm, but, but the thing they did was then it became the boat shed very fancy like and some became, of the most expensive steaks well, dare I say buy. the regatta for many years became divorcee heaven it was kind yeah. of older men and women who were sort of single. And dare I say, reliving the glory days. Bit of a cougar. Because it was a scene when they were younger. You know what I mean? So like that, be- it very much just I, became dancing with Whitney Houston and like people just because it always in had leopard that, print that, that hotel vibe. It's a bit like how the Newey is famously cougar heaven. Yeah, because that sort of reliving the youth. Yeah, Whitney Houston. So many like but older real estate agent blokes wonder, walking oh around. God, yeah, not a it's button also, done up in sight. It's not the city. It's not Eagle Street. But you're not out of suburbs, so you know. No. If you're a divorcee, uh, you're probably thinking I could pop down to the regatta for a couple and see what's what. But I'd say it's swinging back net round to raucous youth. Well, that was going to be my point. Is yeah. that the, it's gone full circle? It's three sixty. You your grade. Treat the regatta like the hotspot. Like here's one for you, mate. I have never been to the re. I'd say most people in my year That's probably insane. went a couple of times in first year, second year, boom, regatta constantly. Sort of, you know. When did that happen? Like, what? What's no the appeal? Do you what? What's the best? You make the case for okay. your age level being like we, we got to go to the regatta. I think it's a recognition to some degree that. Going out can be a mix between dancing all night and also sitting in a prize. I think the regatta really attracts people because of that. But I do think well, the dance floor is pretty much interwoven with yeah, the couches. exactly. It's but I think yeah. fundamentally it's a bit of a snowball effect. All it took was a couple of key players, and I couldn't tell you who they are, going to the regatta, and all of a sudden it's the place to be. See, mm. I love the regatta for what it is. It's a classic Queensland architectural style. Serves good beer, does good food. You know, fun eighties music, but. Last time I went to the regatta, before I went to Dublin, like, it's like you're at a fucking press conference, the shaking of hands. Like, everyone you went to school with is there. It's like what the cock must have used to been like for you, of Mm. just like, oh, everyone I know is here. Like, everyone born 98, 99 was there. Mm. And you're just, you know, you're not there to press the flesh. You're there to have a furphy. But, I mean, and I'm older than everyone, and I go there and I feel intimidated. I feel more at home in the Walrus Club, which is very, which is just random. They've got this, like, so they were like, let's build... If anyone doesn't know, pretty, I find the Walrus Club the funniest thing in Brisbane nightlife. So essentially, they've annexed, they've annexed onto the uh, regatta 
a big Queensland Australian pub. They're like, you know what this needs? This needs a gin bar and some jazz. Quite literally, a speakeasy is what they go for. The thing that I find so funny about the Warriors Club, Henry, is they insist that it's a secret underground bar. If you look at listicles on like Urban List and BuzzFeed, they're like, the top 10 hidden bars in Brisbane. And the Warriors Club is number one. And I'm like, literally everyone knows you about You walk into their gallery and you're like, to the staff, you're like, oh, what's down there? And they're like, ooh, wouldn't <laughs> you like to know? Yeah, I would. Answer me these riddles three. <laughs> Can so, I go down? <laughs> so you wish to see the bar of which is near but also far. Um, Yeah, mate, I, I just want to go downstairs. To if the you want the fun that's near to sip upon this cold, cold beer. I mean, all my friends are there. Can I just, like, get in? Oh, so, so you want to see the friends from school and act like you're so very cool Answer me these questions three, and a walrus will be your destiny. Question one. You want a beer? Yeah, I'd love one. Oh, it's just a... Yeah, I Downstairs? Question two. Yeah. Does your mate want one? Yeah, we'd, we'd love one. Is question three schooners oh. or pints? Is, oh, it, is it? Question three is, do they take pay pass? I assume you do. Why are you asking? Oh, we take pay pass, yeah, but we ask you that. Who hired you? I don't. A goblin. A goblin union. It's a goblin union. Oh, so there's like, you know. I'm actually not even a goblin. One of the rats Ziggy sent me. (laughs) God, it's good when two totally different segments tie back into each other. They're just masterful podcasts. They're just that good. Uh, But yeah, Henry, I mean, the regatta at the end of the day, it is what it is. If you look, if someone who'd never been to Brisbane before came to Brisbane, I'd take him to the regatta. One of, one of the great nights of our life started at the regatta at about 1pm when you'd gotten back from the Northern Territory. That was so fun! That was so fun. I tell you what, sitting out there, looking at the street, looking at the river, there is nothing quite like it. Yeah. Uh, Mate of ours pissed himself at the regatta. All sorts of zany memories. Well, talking of piss and themselves, uh, the re, so the, I guess the... Dirty. Grungy, dirty little cousin. So the re... Which uh, I truly don't have much to say about because I've only... I've only ever been there once for like a beer at like 4pm. I think, I think it was so, my, maybe it was a thing in my year because I mean it's the thing about the re is it's very big on Wednesday and Sunday. Now Sunday is college night so yeah. you don't want to touch it with a 10 foot pole no, if you're not no. one of those we'll, we'll degenerates do a whole episode who lives oh, I, live in, I live in a fucking house with oh, people my age. I graduated high school and I decided to keep having more rules and some of them are stricter. Oh if I don't drink enough beers on a mm. Tuesday uh, put away that broomstick. Fuck school, school was pretty good. I'd like to live there. Yeah. <laughs> legit. Oh I'm so glad I enjoyed my time at school and not boarding school. Oh, let's do that again, but this time with beers and people I hate from Toowoomba. How's Kings going with getting women enrolments? Yeah, How's that gone? Just oh, I'd love, oh, mate. There's got to be like a like a test or like last dance style documentary about the only woman to go to Kings. <laughs> also, why the did only they one ca- they ever feared? They, why didn't they change the name of college to Kings and Queens? Well, I think they went with um, Queen Queens, but then it Queens, had, they tried yeah. to merge the words, but it was still Kings because yeah. it, it was a soft Q. Queens, Queens, Queens. It's just kind of, at best, it sounded like Keynes, and everyone's like, Keynes College, where we're keen to drink lots of beers and <laughs> we're keen. do other fuck shit. Oh, fucked up. Nah, Hamish is a good bloke, though. Nah, good bloke. Um, now, the, yeah, the re, so Wednesday night, for the non-college people, it was Wednesday. Um, so we would be like, yeah, fucking around there, and you'd go, the drinks are like unreasonably cheap. I remember, yeah. well, this they is had the like $3 basics, right? The, the thing I would say, yeah, the thing I would say about the re post-school, uh, post like, Sorry, not post school, but post like eighteen nineteen. Is yep. that it? Seems like a really good idea until you're there. Because I remember <laughs> after my last exam, uh, I was like, "Oh, I you was going to say, what was it, that night you went to the re semi? Well, recently? me and Georgie went, and That's it was on right. a very like 
it, it was a night. We had our last exam on a Wednesday. We were like, let's go. This will be fun for tradition. We get there. And then we're like, oh, this is a bit fucked. Everyone's like eight years old. And, yeah, uh, dead set. And then we're just walking around. Everyone's mine. The, the carpet is like, it, mate, if you can't afford a beer, just get down and suck the carpet. It's like, <laughs> it's like a swamp. It's like a fucking... And they also, oh, they serve that's grot, mate. monster energy on tap. You're kidding. And they just put vodka with it. So instead of vodka Red Bull, it's a, that's the, if I could sum that's up the, the vibe time, of the yeah. re, instead of a vodka Red Bull, you're getting a monster vodka. So, um, Couldn't afford a Red Bull. No. Flying cock, two for 20. Really, it's probably, what, fucking like four or five dollars or something. Hey? Mate, Georgie and I were like, if we're gonna if we're gonna have fun here, yeah. we need to get fucked. We need to properly drink. So I go up to the bar and I'm like... Have fun with your I'm like, preschool. I was like, Georgie, get ready for this. G'day, can we please just get three vodka raspberries and three rum and cokes? And I was like, here we go. I don't give a fuck about money. It's my last day of uni. I just had my last exam. They're like, yeah, that'll be 16 bucks. I was like, what? What? As in in total? <laughs> For the six drinks. You're kidding. It's fucked. I would have put it at like at least 40, 45 odd dollars or something. Holy shit. I mean, I get why. It's tempting. See, the only time I've ever been to the re was I think just after uni. I just wanted a beer. I was with someone. And during the day, it's quite a working class pub. It's a it's a tradie pub. Yeah, like, it is really busy. I would say, dare I say, on a Wednesday, it's busiest at two thirty p.m. and eleven p.m. Yeah, like it is a happening place when people knock off. They put down the tools. Well, it's it's a great in the daytime. It's good. The sunlight shines through. It's like trash a bit in a fun way. But yeah, mate, oh, I it just gives off the most yuck energy. But I suspect the regatta will have that yuck energy in a few years' time if it keeps trending. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, like the other thing as well is that like. The, as you've said, it's good at the day. Like the best time I've had at the Re was when we watched the Pacquiao Mayweather fight there. Oh. Me, Katie, me, Katie, and Joy went nice. watched it there during the day, packed. But it, it works. It looks like it feels like a Queenslander home. We didn't like so much that I sat in a plate of nachos, which is annoying. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it's gross. But um, but yeah, at night it's got this energy. Get a lot of cheese ass over here. <laughs> Just the laziest ever jokes from the bartender. Guacamole ass. But yeah, the other thing as well is like it has. At night time, it does have that energy of, of just like, um, yeah, the cheap drinks, everything like that. And then, like, it, it's a grunginess, but yeah, probably not in the best way. And they've always got a theme in that it's like, um, beach party. It's also inevitably beach or Mexican. Also, I love the idea. Well, there's also, like, I love the idea of the reboard sitting around being like, here's one for you guys. We're going to go to the pub. In our pajamas. No, pajama no, night. No, that's that's too risky. That that will never ever work. We need people to wear onesies that are sort of undone. <laughs> I want to see Pikachu's. I want to see minions. I want to see the hilarious giraffe onesie. I want to see somebody dressed as a panda in my club. Um, but yeah, so it's a pretty. It's a good place. <laughs> it's a good place to re, and you just I don't know. I like how also they have full on techno. Dance floors like yeah. with like lights, but the music they play is like dubsteps of like Flow Rider and shit. Yeah, legit. Like it's so- not songs like, that never asked to be remixed. It's not even like a like eighties throwback, like a Whitney Houston want to dance with somebody house <laughs> mix. It's like here's a song that you probably heard at Year Seven Disco and are happy to leave in that era of your life. There's nothing better than seeing like a college student in a stringlet walk into the re and be like, "Yes, boys, let's do this." Hello from the other side, 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 side. Rolling in the deep. Everybody shuffling, rolling, rolling in the deep. <laughs> Set fire to the night, night, boogie night. <laughs> Good feeling, got one. Does Too Wong fuck? Too Wong to handle, Too Wong to hold. I'm talking about sex. Oh, uh, we're talking about sex. 
Although I do believe Will, friend of the show, did say that there is a Chinese restaurant called Two Wongs. Oh, that's fun. Which is a bit fun. Bit of a sitter. Like, yeah. you're not getting, you know, it's no Tony's get it. It's no get it in India. Yeah, yeah. You're, not, yeah. you're not getting a Perrier from the Edinburgh Comedy Festival for uh, that yeah. gag. But, Henry, as far as, as, as far as pun Asian cuisine restaurants go, yeah, fun. Two Wongs is good. And two it's Wong. In to Wong as well. Titanic is quite good. That's fun. Um, get it India, obviously, I said. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a Vietnam one, but they're all war-related and it's just inappropriate. Yeah, it's not good, is it? Um, um, I don't want to touch on that. But we're talking about the question of does to Wong fuck, Henry. Now, I have quite a clear answer in my mind. Go for it, brother. Yeah. Absolutely it fucks. There is because of the regatta? It, there's just too much youthful, horny energy in this suburb that has more 20-somethings than anywhere else in the world. It has the re, it has the regatta, it has the excitable, I'm a couple of years out of school and I've got this sexual freedom and mm. erotic energy going around. I just think unequivocally it fucks. I, to be honest, I think we've done other suburbs that fuck more. But this is the suburb where it is toughest for me to see the argument about how it doesn't fuck. If that makes sense. Yeah, I guess I'm torn between the two aspects of Tawong in terms of like there is that aspect of Tawong that is Tawong Village, which I think is the least fucky energy. True. Maybe you know, Tawong like, Daytime v Tawong Nighttime. That is, yeah, I mean, that could be a split. Tawong Daytime? No fuck. No, that's We're true. Talking, Everyone, everyone's hungover. They're getting out. They're lazy. They're maybe going to uni. Tutes don't fuck. Lectures don't fuck. Seminars, maybe, but only if you've got... Ryan Cadwell, <laughs> Easter egg. Yeah, dude. Like, I think the re does fuck in a in the kind most of regrettably yuck way. Like David Attenborough would watch that and be like, "This is it's pretty nature. disgusting." Yeah. Oh, this isn't like a beautiful the college man is groping yeah, oh. the college girl. This isn't like this suburb fucks is a beautiful expression of sexual passion. This is like the grossest possible suburb to fuck. But a fucks a fuck. <laughs> And I said, it's not Suncorp Stadium, it's not Lang Park, it's my home. And that self-imposed time limit is creeping us uh, up on us again, Henry. And it looks like we're all getting a bit tired. Yo, I'm the time limit. You want to you wanna catch up? Yo, back drink? up, back up, my boyfriend's here. <laughs> that time Yo, limit back is a up. real creeper. <laughs> it's a real... Oh, he's a real creeper. But we hope you've enjoyed the show today, unpacking to Wong. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we have an interview out with Drew. We have another exciting special coming for you next week. Yeah, and... tune in next week because we're going to have an episode that isn't an interview or about a suburb. It's a special. It is a special about one of the things that defines Brisbane and is so uniquely Brisbane. If you're a young person, an old person in Brisbane, you're going to want to hear about this one. And we have a very special guest on it whose name does escape me. I'm sure I'll learn her then. name before she comes uh, she, on. But yeah, She seems like a great girl, but we just Lovely. don't. We don't know much about her, but um, her boyfriend, Hamish, is a ripping bloke and he vouches for her. And, uh, yeah, so we're very excited to do yeah. it. Uh, subscribe, I guess. Comment. Message us. Look at the we're socials. Always, we never decide these suburbs too far out. Uh, and if you're an Unpakistani of the week, uh, we want you to get in touch with us. Also, Henry, I was thinking just one thing. Mm. Uh, to tie in with the Brett Lee and Unpakistani thing, I've got Ooh. something that connects it. Yep. So, Unpakistani. Un, the prefix, Pakistani. You know, people of a certain country. Brett Lee famously starred in a Bollywood film called Un-Indian. Could that be the spiritual antithesis to an un-Pakistani? Is there an un-Indian of the week and it's Brett Lee saying Kevin Spacey every single week? Whoa. (laughs) Well, there's uh, there's a lot to think on. Stew on and more in that. So uh, thanks for coming around, guys. Uh, have a have a nice weekend and yeah we, we should see we'll be in I touch think, I think we'll have two episodes next week. we'll probably have two episodes next week so you know keep in isolation because you keep listening to us and we love to see it alright bye <laughs>